When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of what is our Arsenal Agenda series. Join you Monday to Friday, weekdays, 10am UK time, but slightly later show this morning. Apologies for that. Uh, had other engagements that hopefully you'll see more about uh, in the near future. Um, but looking forward to uh, the summer transfer window continues and looking forward to football getting back underway because England met up with the likes of Saka and Ramsdale too, which is really good news. Um, but we've got some transfer stuff to discuss first. I'm joined by Charlie to do so. How are you doing, mate? You good, Joel? Yeah, not too bad, thank you. It was good to good to see Saka uh, in the, in an England shirt again. Well, I say England shirt in his in his training kit uh, going to the England mm. camp. It was nice to see him doing that again. And Ramsdale, really, really nice weekend. I can't I can't lie. Really, really hot. Um, so still that was really nice. Hot. It still is really it. hot. You are correct. Yeah, but. The weekend was really nice. It's it's just nice to get another week going as well. Another another week of transfers to talk about, and I think it's just once again. I think I'm saying it every single week. It's just exciting to just hear everything that's going on again. Obviously, we did. Um, I mean, I was off on the weekend. I'm working Monday to Friday at the moment, so I was off on the weekend. It's now nice to come back and see all of this news kind of occurring and unfolding before our eyes so obviously we'll be talking about some of it right now but yeah it's 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 very interesting and it's very exciting yeah it is exciting um what's less exciting i think and as pointed out to us in the chat box mafia boss surely saka needs a bit of a break come on I agree. You know, I, if it was up to me, I wouldn't have even called him up to the England squad. You know, I would have seen him rested, you know, give an opportunity to someone else, Jacob Ramsey, Noddy Madueke, you know, one of these lads, give them a chance to play senior football. But no, uh, you know, they still looking to try and get Saka into his 5,000th minute of action uh, this season, uh, which is kind of, it's mad you know, when you think about it. He needs a break. So hopefully, I, you know, I'd, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't take him to Germany, to be honest. If I was Arsenal, I would say, look, just rest, have an extended holiday. We're going to the US. We'll bring you on the US tour. But, you know, don't worry about the Germany trip. Just have an extended break. You know, it's it's mad to think how much uh, players are expected to to do these days. But uh, we'll have to wait and see how it happens. However, there's good news in the Arsenal squad front because William Saliba has agreed to sign a new contract, initially reported by David Ornstein. Now we've been able to confirm this as well. Four-year deal expected to be signed in the next uh, couple of weeks or so. This is massive, Charlie. It's huge. We've spoken about it so many times and how crucial he is to an Arsenal side. You and Uma have said it yourself. 
And I agree with you, he is probably the best young centre-back in the world at the moment. And mm. he's still got bundles of potential. You even said it yourself, he's still got, he's got that much potential to be the best centre-back in the world, not just the best young centre-back. And I know that I've said that Gabriel, I think he might have been better since the World Cup, but that doesn't matter at the moment. He is. This is huge news for Arsenal. Obviously, an, an announcement will be pending, and I think everyone will be keeping their eyes out for it. But you can't deny the fact that this is a very exciting time for Arsenal, um, because there, obviously there was um, there were some disagreements to start off with with the negotiations. I think it was, and he wanted to be up there with with the highest paid players in in this Arsenal side and. I know that Umar definitely thinks that he should be up there with Sako on 300k a week. I think a bit less, but I mean, that kind of amount of money just shows how crucial he is. And clearly, Arteta, Edu, the Cronkies, everyone around Saliba as well have agreed something. I mean, I'm not sure what it is at the moment that we that is uh, that is actually agreed in the deal, but something has clearly been... There, there's kind of been... There's obviously been a breakthrough because a deal has been agreed. And... I think it's about time that there has been a breakthrough. This has been pen- this has been going for a long time. There's been talks of a new contract for Saliba a long for a long time. He's obviously just about he was about to go into his final 12 months of his contract. So it was crucial that we kind of tied him down. So I think now that we've got it, we can kind of in terms of contracts, obviously we can now have a look at Odegaard, try and tie him down for a little bit longer. He definitely needs needs to be up there with the highest paid players of the club. But it means that we can kind of relax a tiny bit because I don't see Odegaard going anywhere at the moment. He's yeah. obviously our captain. He's 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 just I mean, he was our player of the season, wasn't he, as well? Uh he's just it's just been a well, I say just been announced. It it was over the weekend. I think that it was announced that he was our player of the season. I don't see him going anywhere. He's he's obviously one of the fan favourites. So I think now we can relax a little bit in terms of contracts because there was that uncertainty around Saliba. I know that there were reports saying that both parties wanted this deal to happen. It just needed the right deal. And but that that still kind of I, I was confident that it was going to happen, but it still kind of gave me like the I was still worried that something could that sorry, something might not happen. And now that this has happened, I'm very happy. I'm very relaxed, and I'm going to be even more excited when I see it announced. When he's put it, when we see him put pen to paper, when he's having that picture with Arteta and Edu, I'll be very excited to see that happening. And I think I speak for every Arsenal fan here. I, he has been fantastic, fantastic for us this season. You. Um, I keep on seeing it every so often. The stats that um, the goals uh, scored against us is completely different. I think it was 0.9 an average per game when he was playing with us. And then it went to uh, 1.4 when he wasn't with us. And we conceded more when at, when he wasn't with us. Obviously, we know that holding is a bit of a downgrade. And so is Kivior. And Saliba and Gabriel, that, those, that pairing in the centre-back partnership is phenomenal and it's scary for for the opposition um i know that at city we um when we played at home i know that we lost 3-1 but we played we shouldn't have lost that game and unfortunately it was for um for obviously mistakes but 
nothing really happened in terms of we saw like Haaland kind of breeze through them like he did against us at the at the Etihad when Saliba wasn't there. It's a very different story to when he was there and to when he is there and when he wasn't there. And now that we will see him for hopefully another four years at least in an Arsenal shirt at the back, hopefully with Gabriel for that amount of time, unless we get in, I don't know, maybe even someone better. I can't even think of someone right now, but you know what I'm trying to say. It's a very exciting time to be able to say four years he's with us at the club, four years he's going to be in that, he's going to be in his position, hopefully going that one step extra with Arsenal Obviously, we fell at the last hurdle, but now that one step that I've just set that I've just mentioned is that Premier League title, is another FA Cup, is a cup. You never know a Champions League. It <laughs> you never know it can happen. Chelsea did it a couple of seasons ago, didn't they? So I can't see why Arsenal can't. And I think it's huge for Saliba to continue playing with us. Obviously, I think it's going to be first time in six, seven years that we're in the Champions League and he's going to be representing us at the back. He's going to be a brick wall for us in that competition, playing against teams in Europe, one of the, uh, some of the best teams in Europe. And I can't, I can't doubt the fact that it's not just exciting for us, it's exciting for him and everyone in the club as well. It's just a very, very exciting time. And I've mentioned it at the start as well, didn't I, at the start of this, uh, of this show. Exciting times uh, are happening right now. Very exciting indeed, yeah. Obviously, the Declan Rice deal is, is continuing to move forwards. Arsenal are confident on that. The player you know, is prioritising Arsenal as his preference. It's all looking good in that respect. And, of course, any further updates on that, we will indeed um, bring you any further updates on that. So I look forward to it. Um, sticking with potential incomings. Though, actually, no, what we'll do is we'll talk briefly and, and only briefly about Reese Nelson because there's reports this morning emerging that uh, he's due to earn a contract which could reach as high as £100,000 per week, which obviously is similar to Eddie Nketiah's deal. And after Eddie Nketiah signed that deal, I remember a significant meltdown uh, from a proportion of Arsenal supporters upon that signing that deal. Uh, and I'm kind of inclined to believe there will be a repeat and a similar meltdown regarding the amount of money that we're looking to pay Nelson. Have you got any thoughts on that? Hmm. It is... I, I think I'm happy with the fact I'm very happy with the fact that he signed a contract. I'm going to start mm. with that. I'm going to start with that. We've said in previous shows, in previous match reaction shows as well, that he is one. He is first of all an alternative for the likes of Bakayo Saka, Martinelli, Trossard, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And he has been one of the more exciting players actually. Where when it seems like the Arsenal team is is a bit kind of slumped and might not be doing so well. We then see Reese Nelson be brought on, and he seems to kind of like bring a bit of spark to Arsenal's side sometimes. Um, I know that I was just mentioning um, Arsenal's four undefeated, the Etihad, but when he came on, he straight away he seemed like our best player. I know that we, in that game we, we were just not ourselves and City completely dominated, dominated us, but when Reese Nelson came on, it was like... We could actually have a chance at goal uh, if with Nelson on the pitch. It seems like he can actually produce something that wasn't there beforehand. And he was—he's a very, very exciting player, and he—he's skillful. And as I say, he's—he's—he's he's, he's versatile. He can play on the left. He can play on the right. He's a—he can be a backup for someone. 
And we've said it so many times as well. Now that we're in the Champions League, where we're wanting to continue to push and push and push, rotation can be key. And it's going to be the same in the Premier League and it's going to be the same in the FA Cup, the Carabao Cup. In all the competitions that we play in, rotation is going to be key next season. And we've seen it with City. They, Because of their depth of squad, they are able to rotate. And now that we've kind of tied down Nelson, we're going to be tying down Saliba. It means that we can then rotate the likes of Nelson. We can see Kivior come on, maybe at left back. We've seen him come on. We've seen him play in the Saliba position, that right-sided centre-back. What I'm trying to say is that rotation there, it can it's starting to kind of the the cogs are ticking in in this um in the arsenal side at the moment because these contracts are, are being signed and the rotation i'm going to say it again is very very key for us going forward and the only way that it's going to be key and that we're going to be able to optim, optimize this rotation is by tying down the likes of Reese Nelson that is that exciting player that he is and obviously bringing the players as well. And we will be seeing that. It's whether, I think, it's whether 100k is worth it or I say worth it or the right price. But if Nketiah is going to be on that on that wage, I think Reese Nelson should be on that wage as well. You never know, maybe even higher. But I definitely think that they should be on the same, at least, I'm going to say. And obviously, we might see Nketiah go this summer. Uh, we'll be talking about it a little bit, I think. Uh, just in a, in a few moments, but the likes of Nketiah might be on his way out. So that's a hundred grand a week freed up for then Nelson to then kind of get that amount of money back as well. And that's a kind of good way forward for us if Nketiah is to be is to be sold. And even if he isn't, I still think that a hundred k a week isn't actually too bad. I think that's good. It's he's obviously going to get an upgraded. Um, contract from what he had I think from previous uh, seasons when when I've seen him personally we there's been talk that he's got he was going to be kind of like the um what Saka would be is is right now if you know what I mean that there was talk that he was going to be that good and we hadn't seen that in previous seasons and I hadn't personally but now that he's starting to this previous season I'm going to mention he seems to kind of get into his rhythm, even when he's not playing as much as what I'm guessing he would like to. He's starting to get into his rhythm as to kind of like what all the talk about him was. And I'm happy that he's staying at this club. He's another Halem boy, isn't he? So it's good to see the homegrown players at Arsenal stay at Arsenal for a longer period of time. And I'm ha- I'm more than happy with the 100 grand. Yeah, look, just to provide some perspective on this, Joe Willock at Newcastle is on £80,000 per week, and that was when he signed, you know, from Arsenal. Uh, you've got people like Nathaniel Phillips, you remember, at Liverpool. He's on £65,000 per week at the moment. Uh, if you go into Manchester City's team, Calvin Phillips, who didn't play a minute of Premier League football this season besides the last game, is on £150,000 per week, you know, at the moment. And and Reese Nelson is... I, mean, I could tell you how much Harry Maguire's on, just for an example of an England international. <laughs> but, you know... Reese Nelson is now, he's not a kid anymore. He's 23. He's going to be 24 in December. And a wage for a player who's going into their mid-20s, approaching their prime, is going to start being in that bracket. You know, it's not necessarily reflective of the player. 
It's reflective of the age you're at. It's reflective of the club that you're at. And it's reflective of your standing, of course, in the team as well. So that's why I think when people don't necessarily look at, you know, they go, Nketiah, how do we pay him 100 grand? Well, the reason why I pay him 100 grand is because we were paying him on a five, four or five-year contract that was going to take him into his mid to late 20s. And when you're in your mid to late 20s in the Premier League, playing at a team like Arsenal, you're going to probably be on around six figures in the Premier League in 2023. So Reese Nelson's contract, which is expected to take all the way through to 2027 with the potential of an option to 2028, is going to see him go into his mid to late th- uh, 20s. And so that, therefore, that wage is going to be reflective of a player moving in that direction. So, yes, it might seem a lot for a player that's just coming off the bench for Arsenal this season, although I think he's probably our best substitute this season, done the most, I would say, of any player off the bench in terms of the impact they make. Um, I, d- I don't think it's a bad wage at all. I'm conscious of the time because uh, we've got to tackle a couple more stories, so we'll do them very briefly. Uh, Castagna has been linked. Uh, Sasha Tavalieri, friend of the show, Belgian football journalist, reporting Arsenal see him as a potential alternative to Ivan Fresneda. Uh, he's been relegated with Leicester this season, of course, as have the likes of James Madison, Jamie Vardy, Harvey Barnes, etc., who are all expected to probably to get moves. Maybe Vardy will stay, we'll see. But Madison, Barnes, certainly we expect to leave. Uh, Tillemans has already moved on, on a free. Castagna as an option play right back left back what do you think of this one um, I think personally because I don't know much about Fresneda I would prefer to have Castagna in uh, actually signed for us I, I think personally he shouldn't be a backup to Fresneda I think he should be our kind of if we're going to sign a fullback I think he should be a, a first primary. choice over I, I, yeah I, I think that he should be a primary because he's got that Premier League experience whether he's got relegated or not. Madison's in that squad, which we just suggested. Exactly. We know that these players, even though they get relegated, have quality. And we saw, I think it was two seasons ago, he was actually, he was on fire at Leicester. He was playing amazingly. And the fact that he's versatile as well, and it seems like Arteta and Edu are looking for versatile players uh, to be able to play along the back line. He kind of seems like a, a player like Tomiyasu, whether, it, well, in terms of defending, maybe not, but I mean, in terms of the fact that he can play on the right, he can play on the left, maybe he can even push up a little bit forward, a, a little bit further forward sometimes. And I'm I'm quite happy with that. I'm, as I say, I think that he probably should be the primary. I say that he's got Premier League experience. He does. And I think he's someone that possibly we can think about going forward in the Premier League as well, because once again, I'm going to speak about rotation. He is a good backup for Ben White. He's a good backup for Zinchenko. I'm not, I can't really say I know too much about Castagna. I haven't seen him too much. So I don't know what he's like on the ball, but I know that... Well, well, let let, let me tell you, Charlie, because I think immediately what you're going to see, and I can already see it in the chat box, is, um, is a little bit of naivety, I think, about the player. Castagna... Atalanta was very good, hence why some top clubs, not just in Europe and the Premier League, wanted him at the time. You know, Leicester were a team that were looking at trying to push for European qualification when they signed Castagna. Came straight in, started playing right back. I think he scored on his debut in the Premier League, actually. And he's a player that's going to get you two, three goals from that position. He's going to get you three, four assists, you know, probably throughout the course of the season. You know, ben White this season got two goals, five assists. But importantly, he's good defensively. Um, and defensively does win duels, does win tackles, you know. So he's a player, I think, that comes in at 27 with Premier League experience. Um, in terms of players that you're going to get in that fullback role, I don't think there's too many that you're going to get 
in this market for what Arsenal are willing to spend on a fullback that are going to get you much more than him. I'm going to do a deep dive article later on him doing all the stats and breaking down how he compares to some of the other players who've been linked with, like Fresno, like Simicane, etc. So we'll see how he does rank up and stack up in that regard. But I think it's it would be naive to immediately rule out the idea that Castagna is, as you know, as we mentioned, Ramsdale relegated. People look so silly now with the things that they said, you know, when we first signed Ramsdale. Don't make the same mistake when it comes to any of our further signings because you will end up looking silly in some cases like you've done with Ramsdale. I'm not saying it's a guarantee that Castagna is the next coming of the best right back in the league. That's not what I'm saying at all. But what I am saying is, as you pointed out, Charlie, is that he's ready, I think, to, to take that next step beyond Leicester. And I think that he's bringing in a level of quality, as Philip says. Is he better than Tommy? I think he's probably going to give you a same around the same level of performance as what Tommy Ass is going to give you. But I think he gives you some variation. You know, I think he yeah. gives you a bit more going forwards so that if we're away at Everton and we bring off Ben White and bring on Tommy Asu, didn't change much. If you bring off Ben White and bring on Castagna, you're changing something. You know, you really are changing something about the uh, the, the the context of, of the attack on that side. But as I say, I'm going to be doing some deep dives into how he compares to the likes of Ben White, etc. a little bit later on. So do make sure you uh, you look out for that. Uh, regarding another target, Elia Wahi, um, the Montpellier forward, again, still being linked with Arsenal. He's spoken, you know, uh, about potentially moving on from Montpellier uh, this uh, summer as well. As our last story, um, is he the type of forward that you think Arsenal should be looking at this summer? I don't think that he is the person that we should be looking for. I don't know exactly what he's like, but I've got it up here. Is it? Um, he's actually scored 19 goals this season with six assists in 30, 33 appearances in the in Liga, well, across Europe. I think that is actually not bad at all for a 20-year-old. It's, <laughs> it's actually pretty good, yeah. But... I can only imagine that he's going to be somewhat similar to Nketiah and Balogun. Obviously, Balogun, he's done phenomenal in Ligon this season. So I think if we're going to be looking for someone to bring in as a striker, I wouldn't say that we should actually bring in someone that is around the same age as... I think Balogun's around that age as well. And the fact yeah. that he's a... that And the fact that Balogun's done as well in Ligon. And I don't see why we should be looking to sell someone on poss the possibility of selling someone on like Balogun for however much, and then bringing in someone quite similar that's got essentially the same experience that Balogun has as well in the same league. And I think we've said multiple times, I think, I, I know that me and Umar have, that we're, that personally, we think that the likes of the, the kind of profile of like Vlahovic or or someone like I know that Ivan Tony's got his band, but someone like Ivan Tony as well, that kind of presence in the box, that kind of profile of player, I think is what we should be looking for. Someone that is a is an out and out goal scorer that is gonna be getting us, I don't know, over 20 goals a season as a striker. Because yes, I know that we've seen uh, I think Odegaard got 15 goals this season. I think Martinelli was the same, Sacco of 14 or something like that. So that we are kind of like sharing the sharing sharing the amount of goals that is being scored around the team, which I think is fantastic and I think that's amazing. But we also need that person that is going to be our essentially Harland. We need someone that is going to be that goal scorer for us that is very very clinical. Even when we bring in a striker that could. I'm not saying replace Gabriel Jesus, but 
play in that position, which could mean once again that rotation of Gabriel Jesus move move out onto the right hand side, maybe even the left hand side. We've I saw in previous games, in in more recent Arsenal games that. Martinelli seemed to be moving into the middle and Gabriel Jesus out onto the left mid-game. And it was, I was very confused at the time, but it seemed to, I'm sure that that caused confusion in the defenders as well. And I think the only way that we can keep scoring more goals and push City even further is by scoring someone that is going to be getting us 20 goals more a season. I think I know that Gabriel Jesus was out for a decent amount of time and we've seen that he he is a very, very good player and he can still score goals for us. I'm not doubting the fact that he's a very, very good player. I'm not doubting the fact that he's quality. We just need to add more quality to our attacking line, I think. I know that we need to add more to our midfield first, but then I think we can then move on to the striker position where someone like, I I mean, I'm going to go back to him, but we've been missing someone like Giroud. I th- I think that ever since he's left, I've been saying it to, to my mates, to my parents, whoever, any Arsenal fan, any fan that... Arsenal seem to have been missing that player like Giroud who can hold the ball up, is a presence in the box, can score headers, can be really strong on the ball. And I mean, you know, the likes of Giroud, he was able to score phenomenal goals. And we have been missing someone like that in the middle of the box. And Gabriel Jesus is obviously not that player that's going to be, I know that he scored headers, but isn't going to be that big, strong, tall presence in the box that we might, that, in my opinion, we've needed. Because if we're going to be that team that is going to bomb it down the wing, cross it in, cross a a lot of balls into the area, a small player like Gabriel Jesus isn't going to be able to get on on that ball, on his head, as much as you want him to. And the only way that we're going to be able to do that is by getting a profile like Vlahovic or Ivan Tone, I'm using him as an example, someone like that. And I don't think, I don't think, Wahi, however you say his name, is that player to do so? Because once again, I think he is kind of similar. I I don't know him exactly, but I can only imagine that he is similar to Balogun and Nketiah. And I don't think that when he is, I don't think that if he is, we should be kind of selling on Balogun and then bringing in someone else that's pretty similar. Yeah, I spoke to Jeremy Smith, who's a uh, French football expert. Actually, we did an article. I put it in the chat box uh, for people if they want to check it out. Um, I actually asked him, I said, why would Arsenal go for Wahi when they've got Balogun? And he said, I'm not completely sure why Arsenal would go for Wahi over Balogun if they've already got him. It feels a little bit like uh, when, why would you spend £50 million on Ben White when you've already got William Saliba sort of thing? But obviously that's worked out slightly differently because White's also shown to be as good as a right back. But Balogun and Wahi are very similar players. I think they're both huge talents. They're both basically centre forwards, but more just more than just foxes in the box. They can run the channels and they're decent dribblers. The only reason I could think of why maybe Arsenal would go for Wahi over Balogun, firstly, Balogun sounds like he's kind of saying, well, look, I'm done with my time at Arsenal. You've loaned me out a couple of times if you're not going to guarantee me first team football I'm going to look elsewhere and I think that's probably the only reason why Arsenal would is just that Balogun's kind of head is is outside of Arsenal now it's looking to move on uh, he spoke to a friend of mine Sophie Nicolau from the Highbury squads uh, during his US men's national tour press conference uh, a couple of days ago and he did 
kind of mentioned how he's kind of checked out of Arsenal. He's not thought about Arsenal, you know. So that's, I think, probably done and dusted that he'll move this summer. We'll have to wait and see. You know, we could be surprised, but that's my expectation. And why he presents as a a goal-scoring player that would potentially be willing to move to Arsenal. I'd I'd like Arsenal to sign a centre-forward this summer. I agree with you. I'd like to see some variation in the options that we have up top and a physical forward would certainly be something I'd look to be that a... Rasmus Hoyland, someone like that that can bring in something a bit different, but still has that young profile. You know, you mentioned Ivan Tony. I wouldn't sign him, obviously, with the van situation. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, someone, you know, someone with that type of physicality that can still score plenty of goals and give you that, that presence that we've we've lacked, you know. So yeah, I think that's really important. Um a mafia agrees. I, you know, we need that Ivan Tony side player. Garthy says he think we should sign Aussie men. I mean, we're in a dreamland if we think that, you know. So uh, it's it's very difficult to to think that that's the right way forward. Robert says I think we need to give Balogun a chance in preseason. You know, if he's still here, he'll be playing. You know, if no one's bought him by that point, I'm sure he'll be taken away with the club. But we're gonna have to wait and see. Charlie, thank you so much for your time, mate. This morning, very much appreciated. Thank you for having me and thank you to everyone watching once again. Have a good have a good rest of your day. Absolutely. Uh, we will indeed. Uh, thank you everyone that's tuned in. Drop a like on the video if you've enjoyed it. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. And uh, we'll see you again very soon. Have a great day and as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way.